Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Snell Nation. I hope you had a uh, great 4th of July. Uh, got to enjoy some great fireworks here in Ohio. Had a fantastic time. Um, my daughter was pretty excited, considering all the shenanigans that happened last year as people waited for their government to give them permission to celebrate their Independence Day. But yeah, so there's that. What I wanted to talk to you you all about today is the latest uh, fake war that's that's uh, that's picking up steam here and that would have to be uh, extremism and to be more specific and more focused white extremism that seems to be the uh, the push um, that that's happening well it's been happening over the past uh, two years actually going back a little further than that, where the, the propaganda, everything's being laid on um, very thick, very, very thick. And I, I, I look back at some of the other uh, successful wars uh, launched by uh, or pushed by the, the political leadership of that time and the, the end results. Uh, I mean, there, there was a bit of a pattern. So he, the first one that comes to mind, I'm sure to, to everyone's mind, as far as uh, fake wars, would have to be the war on drugs. And uh, that was that was promoted and pushed under uh, good old Tricky Dick Nixon in uh, 1971. And that came with a price tag of uh, $1 trillion. And since we know the government doesn't have money and the money comes from the taxpayers, the taxpayers footed that bill as as always. And then after that, or I should say the, the next the next big one, and it actually preceded it, um, would have to be the war on poverty. And that price tag, I mean, that's something that continues to this day. Um, but that number, the estimate's around $23 trillion. That was under uh, LBJ, who was another interesting individual. Um, crazy personality, was a bit obsessed about a certain part of his anatomy. Uh, but that's here or there then we had the war on uh, war on terror that was under Bush in 2001 the price tag on that was 6.4 trillion dollars and that uh, I mean technically that that war is still ongoing so that number continues to go up and that 6.4 trillion that's as of uh, I believe it was 2018 so I'm sure it's it's much more than that I'm sure it's it's crossed seven trillion by now but the uh, but the point is, each time one of these uh, crusades or one of these politically motivated agendas is is pushed and is marketed as a war on this, a war on terrorism, war on drugs, war on um, uh, war on poverty, war on extremism. It, it follows kind of a an interesting pattern. And it always ends up costing the taxpayer <clears throat> a great deal of money. And there's very little oversight, very little control, um, zero transparency to the people that are actually funding this craziness. And it tends to extend uh, government power and government overreach uh, time and time again. So... 
here we are now dealing with uh, extremism, white extremism. And in each case, there has to be a bit of a marketing campaign. There has to be um, a swaying of public opinion that has to take place uh, first. And there were quite a few polls that were done. Um, this is around, uh, well, actually right after everything that happened on January the 6th, the quote unquote insurrection, um, which was more of a uh, light riot slash uh, self-guided tour of the Capitol building. That's just my, um, my opinion. But anywho, so that there were quite a few surveys that were done. Um, there was one in particular done by uh, yougovamerica.com uh, and they they had a survey done for uh, 1,397 registered voters, registered living voters. They had a pulse. They were real. <laughs> and uh, of that number, uh, 62% perceived January the 6th is to be uh, a riot, but they, they felt it was a threat to our democracy. And then you take that number and you chop it up if you want to make it political, like everything else. 93% of those who identified as a Democrat felt it was a threat to our democracy. 93%. 55% of independents felt that way. 27% of Republicans felt that way. Which really shows you just how, um, how divided we are um, and uh, politically activated we are. Uh, we stay so close to, you know, whatever our uh, our political cult ha happens to be. We hold pretty pretty firmly uh, on that side, regardless of of the issue. So you have that, and and there are more polls that have popped up, and it, it's I believe the point is just to drive home, you know, just how serious this is, you know, that the, the insur insurrection, you know, twenty twenty one. The day that a bunch of crazy white rage individuals just decided to, to try and, uh, you know, destroy our democracy and take over our government, you know, and yeah, yeah, I mean, mo mostly unarmed and also it was a mixed mixed group and I've got plenty of pictures of blacks, Asians, <laughs> Hispanics that were, that were there as well. But, you know, that, that just doesn't sell very well. So it has to be painted as a bunch of wild KKK members, you know, that, you know, they hate our democracy so much and they hate, you know, diversity is our strength and they just hate that. So they just tried to try to take over with with no weapons, no plan. And it was dissolved within hours. But yeah, yeah, sure. Whatever. But this whole focus on uh extremism and white extremism and I have to I have to put emphasis on that because that is the focus you, you, there's no discussion really about any other angle the same thing when uh, domestic terrorism is brought up you know it the focus is on white supremacy you know it which boggles the mind considering what we watched in 2020 um, I watched quite a few videos and I, I saw a high concentration of individuals that were not white um, burning down thousands of small businesses, uh, 
attacking people. Uh, then we had a, a couple dozen people that were murdered. You know, billions and billions of dollars in, in damages, all that stuff. And nothing. You know, the, 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 even that, that phrase, domestic terrorism, it, it was rarely brought up. You even had a lot of people saying, hey, well, that's just, you know, the you get the the black victimhood excuses like, well, you know, legacy of slavery, Jim Crow and all that. So, you know, they don't know any better. It's it's perfectly fine that they're just uh, running around like pack animals, just burning everything down, going completely berserk. Um, but uh, it's it's not their fault. These these are mostly peaceful protests. I mean, based on what? I, I don't know. Um, based on reality, no, no, it was not. But, you know, I'll, I'll save that for another time. So you have this, this swaying of public opinion. You have this focus to ignite the next, you know, what I believe to be the, the next war, you know, which, of course, will call the costs. I'm sorry, will cost the taxpayers a great deal of money. As always, there will be zero transparency, which we're already getting a taste of that. Um, where you'll have these hearings where individuals are questioned um, about, and I hate using this, I hate saying woke because it's been overplayed, kind of like triggered, but woke. And, and some will say, hey, you know, the, the military is becoming woke and the, all these government agencies have become woke. You know, how, how are we, how, you know, how are we going to remedy this? And you'll have these individuals in these prominent positions step forward and they'll make these statements that they'll, they'll contradict themselves immediately. Um, and you'll have something like uh, General Mark Milley, uh, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, you know, they'll, they'll say, hey, we're not we're not pushing critical race theory. We're not you know, we're not promoting this thing. And, you know, we're just we're trying to protect the American citizens, you know, all that good stuff. Diversity is our strength. We're in this together. Yada, yada, yada. But then we'll turn around and make a statement like, you know, well, you know, understanding white rage is, is relevant. And, you know, and I'm white and I want to understand what what white rage is and how it the part it played um, in the uh, January the 6th uh, incident. And then just just mic drop or just step back and it's like, well, well, which is it like you, you can't you can't have it both ways. You're, you're saying that we're in this together. You know, and unity this, unity that, but then you're you're focusing on a very a very specific group. You know, when you say white rage, you're you're talking about just just white people. You know, so you can't say that and then say, oh hey, you know, we're we're just trying to protect all all citizens from all dangers and all threats, both foreign and domestic. And right now we're focusing on domestic terrorism and domestic extremism and yada yada yada, and then make this kind of statement. And of course, there there were hardly any like follow up questions or, you know, hey, can you elaborate on that? That sort of thing. And uh, they just carry on. And uh, another incident we had. Now, this was this was right after January the 6th. We have a Democrat from the House of Representatives, uh, Stephen Cohen, who was on national television, national television. I'm talking Every just just tens of millions of viewers saw this guy make this statement. Now, they were talking about just what they feel are some of the threats and dangers 
um, with the inauguration that was going to come up on January, January the uh, 20th for good old Joe Biden. And he proceeded to explain why he felt that uh, white National Guard soldiers were a potential threat to the president, to the inauguration, made that statement on national television. No one said anything. No one questioned that statement. No one from the uh, no one from the Pentagon gave a statement or told this guy, hey, what are you talking about? You know, like this. How dare you make a statement like that about our brothers and sisters in arms? You know, why are you trying to push that insanity into the armed forces and have everyone in the armed forces paranoid and looking over their shoulders? You know, I, it's madness. But no, he just made the statement. Another mic drop, walked away. No one said a word. You know, further, just cultivating and just creating this this environment of hysteria and parano uh, paranoia and, you know, and anger and hatred and, and at the same time talking about unity and diversity and all that stuff. It's, it's, it's insane. Because in, in the one hand about unity, diversity and strength, and in the other hand, you have white privilege, white fragility, white rage, you know, white supremacy. And, the, and that's the focus. And, that, and that's it. Just boom. You know, like, I mean, what is this? And then we have this this January the 6th commission. That's going to have another hefty price tag, I, I'm sure, like all these commissions. And you'll have people like, um, here's, a, here's a little quote from Nancy Pelosi. So, <laughs> we can't wait. We believe that Congress must, in the spirit of bipartisanship and patriotism, establish this commission. And it will be conducted with dignity, with patriotism, with respect for the American people, so that they can know the truth. The truth. Says the person who, who might actually be at fault for what happened on January the 6th. Talking about bipartisanship, coming together, you know, we, we have to push this through, you know. Get, give me a break. I mean, seriously. It, it, what we And we continue to fall for that. I mean, we, we the American people, we the people, the, the 99%, the 330 million people will fall into these snares and you'll have so many people... Like even, even the poll, it showed that, you know, 93% of uh, Democratic voters believe that this was a, a threat to our democracy. I mean, that's well-placed propaganda, I, I must say. People that actually believe that this this was, uh, you know, some people even said this was a coup. What happened on January the 6th was a coup. And I just look at that, I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't think so. Have you... Uh, have you looked at some of the things that have happened in South American countries and, you know, over in the Middle East, you know, and, and actual coups from the past and the things that uh, transpired? I mean, do you do you even know what that word means <laughs> or is it just like you feel it's a powerful word? So you have to just say it and just throw it out there. So that's that's where we are right now. It's, it's incredibly sad. And it's. It's also incredibly profitable. All this stuff, all this, this race industry stuff. I mean, a lot of people and a lot of organizations 
you know, they have already made a great deal of money, especially last year during the peak of all the George Floyd stuff. Um, but now going into 2021 with this shift and his focus on white extremism, I mean, the sky's the limit. And every once in a while, there'll be a push to try and bring in other racial groups into this nonsense. Every so often, there'll be an attempt made. Actually, we had it just a few months ago where we had the um, Stop Asian Hate campaign. Where they took that shooting that happened in Georgia that killed six uh, Asian women and two other individuals that weren't Asian, but they just kind of ignore them and focus on the six. And they pushed that agenda. They pushed that propaganda and it just it just didn't take hold. And whenever it doesn't work out, you know, they'll shift focus and try and, you know, lean more on the Hispanic crowd. And then when that doesn't work, they go back to old faithful <laughs> black versus white, white versus black. Because this whole slavery thing, this, I'm sorry, this ain't never going away. I mean, I, I, I would love for it to, for it to just, you know, finally bury the hatchet, you know, but you can, you can create all the ridiculous holidays in the world. You can push all these different agendas and pay out all this money to people that don't deserve it and take money from other people. Um, and it, it won't matter. This, this will constantly be brought up. Every couple of years, usually during an election cycle, or right in the middle of that cycle, these things get brought back up, people become emotionally activated, and we go right back into the same mode. It's, it's a constant cycle. I don't understand I don't understand why so few people can't see that and recognize these these tactics. you know and, and God help us uh, you know if there's ever a election cycle where one side doesn't have a platform. I don't know, like uh, what happened 2020. <laughs> one side had no real platform, you know, so I guess one had to be created. All hell broke loose, you know, and, it, and all the madness that ensued. So that's that's just some of my thoughts. You know, I I just I really hope people start to open their eyes, become a bit more aware to what's happening around them um, and actually pursue uh, true unity and togetherness and you know not this fake you know yes uh, unity is our strength but we need less white people in in the workforce you know unity is our strength but um, you know it's sanctioned racism against whites yeah that's perfectly fine because uh, well their heritage comes from a position of power so technically you can't be racist again I mean just the, the the things I have heard and read, the things people have said to me, it, it, it blows my mind. And if you think that it's okay, you know, to to treat someone this way, or you see a statement like that, just switch the colors out. Take white out and put black in. And if you read that and then it sounds racist, well, there you go. That 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 should tell you something. So anyway, that's just some of my thoughts. You know, I, hopefully, hopefully people start to pick up on this stuff. Um, but hey, welcome to the 2020s. So please feel free, shoot me a message, um, provide any feedback that you'd like. I, I welcome all that. Thanks a lot. Um, I also want to thank uh, all my supporters out there. I appreciate that. Um, I appreciate your donations. Um, your kind thoughts, um, even your not so kind thoughts. Hey, it's it's all it's all relevant, and it all helps the channel. 
So with that, Snail Nation out.